0: Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. All right. Stand with me, if you would, and hold your Bibles up or your iPhones, whatever you have. You look beautiful today. You know, sometimes we just need to hear those things, don't we? Like all the time. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. And I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And I'll never be the same again. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name amen you may be seated we're going to do something just a little different today uh, every Christmas and every holiday season um, people go to church and hear the very same story that they heard last year not that there's anything wrong with that but I think sometimes uh, we kind of put it on autopilot this time of year and we don't expect to be challenged at all We, we expect to hear a good little story well today I'm going to rock your world Uh, because I've I've never done this before, and and, in all the years I've been preaching, which is longer than most of you would want to know and longer than some of you have been alive. um, So uh, I want you to turn in in your Bibles to Psalm 23. And here's why I want to do this. We live in a world that is filled with shadows. Uh, You oftentimes, as I Uh, live in the shadow of our own past the shadow of our sin in the shadow of a world that is negative mean, judgmental I hate to say it but it just is what it is Uh, you know we're always looking for the worst in people instead of the best Uh, and I don't care what you are Democrat, Independent, Republican it just grieves me when we're always attacking people and, and casting a shadow on people's lives. We ought to be shining a light into this world. And, and mean people, you ought to be nice to them. You know, you're gonna, some of you go to a restaurant today and you're going to get a waiter or a waitress. Uh, or actually, I guess now in a politically correct world, you're going to get a server. We no longer have stewardesses. We have flight attendants. So you're going go to go to lunch and... And some of you are going to get a server that may not be very good. And we don't know why they're not very good. Maybe they're in the wrong profession or vocation. And uh, you don't get the best service that, that you would like to get. You don't think that, matter of fact, service is so bad that the food was late. When it got there, it was cold. And before you know it, uh, you're feeling like you've been cheated from having a good lunch experience. And the very first thing you're going to say is, well, they didn't treat me well, so I'm just not going to tip them. Well, let me say this to you. Not tipping them is not going to make them better. It's going to make them more angry. And besides, you don't know what they went through before they got to work today. They're living in the shadow of being a single mother or a single father. They're in, living in the shadows of, I can't pay the rent. I don't have enough money for the electric bill. And, and as Christians, all we're doing is if we treat them that way, is we're telling them, you suck. Excuse my French. That's the last thing a world filled with darkness needs to see. What they need to see is a person or people who will come in and say, we don't know why our food was delayed and we don't know why it was cold. You may be having a difficult day and I just want you to know, We want to bless you today. We'll be praying for you. Thank you for doing your very best to serve us today. You say, well, that's ridiculous. It just shouldn't be that way. People should not be blessed for wrong behavior. Well, you get blessed, and you ask to be blessed, and so do I. And guess what? None of us are perfect. And you know what? Sometimes you're having a bad day, and you don't even know you're having a bad day. But your behavior exhibits that you're having a bad day. And that you didn't act right. You didn't smile at everybody when they came into the office. What I'm saying is this. That we need to be the light of the world. And I began this sermon last week entitled, Let There Be Light. And in Psalm 23 it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside... Quiet waters, He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. The Son of God was born into this world to bring light into a dark planet, to light up the galaxies, to show people the way. And as I said last week, the light of God did not come into the world to embarrass mankind. And to shame you for your sin or for our sin or my sin. The light of God in the person of Christ came into this world to shine a light so that we could walk out of our sin. It was a light of hope. It was a light of promise. It was a light of destiny. And it remains so today. And yet Christians in this world have, we've done our job to make sure that we make everything right. We're not called to make everything right. We're called to be the righteousness of God in Christ. That's what we're called to do. We're not called to judge other people or be mean to other people. We're called to shine light into the world's dark pathway. Everybody's not going to get right quick. And everybody's not going to get righteous quick. Although I wish they would. Including me. And you know we all have those moments. And I've I, I just. I, I, every day that I exercise. I listen to preaching. I don't listen to hopped up music. When people go to the gym. oftentimes they're listening to Eye of the Tiger. I'm spending time with the Lion of Judah. I want to be there going, you know, God, I want you to speak into my life. I want to hear your word. I want to act right. I want to be right. Not for the sake of saying, I told you so, but for the sake of knowing, I want to walk with Jesus. And he is the light of the world. And and now I want you to turn to uh, Philippians chapter 2. These are just things in controlling the Christmas chaos. Uh... Some of you have already started. It's already been chaotic. And, uh, you know, it it happens early because the devil really wants to destroy your Christmas. You know that? It's not your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, your kids, though they are often used in such a way. It's really not them. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Your kid is not the thief. The devil's the thief. They may be a pawn, but the devil's the thief. And so before you start getting mad at people angry at people, and you start walking in the shadows of your own discouragement, I would suggest that you pause just for a moment and say, you know what, I'm not going to let the devil have another day of my life. Things are not good today. doesn't look good today. Don't know how we're going to pay the bills today. Cars broke down. All of those things are the shadow of a fallen world. And we've got to walk out of that shadow and realize, come hell or high water, God said, I'll never leave you, and I will never forsake you. I will be with you always. The Bible says Jesus is at the right hand of God making intercession for us. So all the hell you're going through, you just need to look up and say, Hey, Jesus, here's what I'm going through. Would you whisper in the ear of Daddy and tell him I need some help down here? And I know some of you look and say, Well, you know, you're a preacher. Everything must be all right. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Did you ever read the Old Testament? You know who they wanted to kill when they went to battle? The enemies of Israel? They went after the king. Yeah. Because if they could kill him, they had no problem with the rest, y'all. Now, I'm not saying I'm a king, but I am a preacher. And let me tell you something. I'm the bullseye of hell right now. The devil ain't even after you. He's got to go through me to get to you. Because I'm praying for you. I'm standing for you. I'm shepherd. I'm going to be right here. And I know that. I know, I know I'm a prime. But anymore, here's what I look at. I can control my response to the chaos and, the, and being the target. I can look and smile and say, you know what? If you kill me, I'm just going to go to heaven and I'm going to be right up there standing against you. Right there with Jesus whispering in the ear of God. Too much fear in the world. It says, I will fear no evil. Why? Even though I walk in the valley of shadow death. Why? Because the light of God is in me. The light of God is in you. The light of God is in us. Don't walk in the darkness. What is the darkness? The darkness is hate. It's hate. It's meanness. It's complaining. It's gossip. It's criticism. Those are the dark things. So when people start talking about those dark things, say, hold it, hold it, hold it. Get your hands off my flashlight. We're called to be the light of the world. Verse 15, or let's go with 14. To do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. What are you holding out today? You holding out the word of life? What are you holding out today? You shining the flashlight of God, the hope of God? You know, it's, it's a tough time of year for a lot of people. It really is. And people don't want to be mean. And I'm absolutely convinced people don't want to be bad. I'm even more convinced that people don't want to sin. It's just our nature when we're born into this world that we were all born with it. If we could just extend more light and love to people, we would see a transformed world. If we would talk about who people can become instead of who people are the world would become what we say it would become. After all, God spoke, and when He spoke, the very first saying, let there be light, light came into the world. It doesn't happen immediately for us, but it can happen if we're willing to be patient and kind and believe the best in people. I'm so thankful that God, through His Word, revealed to us why His Son came. He said, my Son didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. I'm so thankful Jesus didn't come to turn on the light and say, Jesse, look how stupid you are. I'm going to show the world how stupid you've been. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show the world every thought you have, every deed you've done, every malice, every, all the malice. of you. I'm gonna... That's not why he came. Every one of us in this place have had thoughts today that if we spoke them out, we'd feel like we're going to hell. Don't tell me you haven't. You had thoughts this morning that you can't even believe you had. You don't know where they came from because you're not that smart. And yet that pops in your mind and you go, where did that thought come from? Why would I think that? Because there's a devil who wants to put out your light. Who wants to snuff out the glow in your life, the call in your life, the destiny in your life. He did the same to Jesus. He, he tried to get Jesus pulling down, tried to do everything he could. He offered him things for free that God said, you can't have it for free. It's going to cost you something. You're going to have to sacrifice your life for the light that I have to be brought to the whole world. You're going to have to. And so people have a revelation of Christ through how we treat them. There's a story of a man. it's a pastor, actually. And he and his wife and kids pulled up to a convenience store. And they were just, he was just going to go in and get something and come right back out. And while he was in there, he noticed a man that was buying... Cigarettes and alcohol, and, and he looked disheveled, and, and that really just kind of drew the pastor to him, and so the pastor was going up to get in line to check out, and there was somebody in front of him, and he thought to himself, he said, When I get outside i 'm going to share Jesus with this man because he could tell he was hurting, and uh, he wasn't judging him for what he bought or was buying. he could just see that this man was getting ready to go medicate his life because it wasn't good, and so he He's standing in line, and the guy in front of him is there, and so the clerk is helping the guy in front of him, and the pastor notices that the clerk bends down to get something, and when he did, the man behind him with the beer and cigarettes and all the stuff he had uh, exited with all that and stole all that he was going to purchase, walked out the door. And the pastor was totally disturbed because he was going to share Jesus with him, and he knew that God had put this man on his heart. So the pastor went ahead and paid for his items and, went out to the car, told his wife and his kids what had happened. And they said, Daddy, we saw him. Uh, we saw that man walk out. And we saw was nothing was in a sack. He just had it in his hands. And, and he got in a blue car. And, and the, the pastor, Daddy said, which way did he go? Because he couldn't let go of it. He said, we've got to go find this man. And so he went in the direction that that man had left. And and. uh they just drove around, which seemed like forever, but it was a matter of 10 or 15 minutes. And they drove by another convenience store, and they saw the car. One of the kids said, Daddy, there, there's the car. So he pulled into that convenience store, and he walked in. And the man was in there, and he had picked out the same items and was doing the same thing in that store. And the pastor went over to him before he ever got to the counter. He said, Sir, i got to tell you something. I was at the store you just left, and I saw you walk out with the cigarettes and the beer and all the alcohol without paying. He said, sir, I'm not, I'm not here to talk to you about that. I'm here to talk to you about your life. God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. God loves you, sir. And in that moment, that man began to weep. And he prayed with that man right there. And this is a true story. The man put everything back after the pastor led him to the Lord. He ended up going to his church. He gave his life completely to Jesus. And to this day, he's serving God. Why? He didn't say, Shame on you, sir. You shouldn't be a thief. Shame on you. I'm turning you into the cops. I'm telling this clerk, or I'm going to. He said, No, sir. He said, Jesus loves you. He said, Let me be the light that Jesus was. He didn't come to expose the fact that you're a thief. He came to give you light so you don't have to be a thief anymore. People don't want to be that way. They really don't. None of us do. But until someone shines a light into our darkness, we don't even know there's hope or a way out. This holiday season, we're going to look at a lot of lights. We've been looking at them for weeks now. And we're enamored by lights. The whole world is run by lights We have lights on in here. When you go home, you're going to turn the lights on in your house. You're going to turn the lights on on your house. Before you get home, you're going to go through a stoplight. Tonight, you're going to see a street light. Everything's all about lights. Think about the power of lights. And yet, the greatest light of all is not the lights that are empowered by OG&E. They're the light that comes out of you and me because we believe in Jesus. And we're called to be lights shining like stars in the universe. It doesn't mean you endorse sin. It doesn't mean that we endorse bad behavior. It doesn't mean that we reward sin. It simply means this. Could we possibly help people to see something they don't see? Here's something they've never heard. I used to tell my kids when I disciplined them, I'm disciplining you out of love so that one day when a police officer pulls you over and you're being stupid because I never showed you the light of life and the path of God when he pulls you over he may not be so nice I said I want you to know that I have hope for you and God has hope for you and I don't ever want you to go to prison I don't ever want you to get in trouble so I'm going to shine the light on your life the word of God prayer I'm going to shine those things on your life so that you don't have to walk in darkness and shame. I shared this last week, and I want to share it again. I think I shared it with you. C.S. Lewis wrote, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything. Thank God for the sun. The reason I can say that God didn't come to expose your sin because God already knows your sin. And no man on earth can forgive you of your sin, only God alone. God doesn't need to come and say, I've, I see your sin. We know He knows every sin we've ever committed, every wrong thought in our lives. God knows those. He came because He loved us and wanted us to show us the way. Psalm 119 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet. And a light for my path. When I read the Bible, I'm always thinking of stories. I'm thinking of Zacchaeus, who was a crook. Jesus saw Zacchaeus up in a tree, and he didn't say, Zacchaeus, shame on you. You're a dirty thief. And I'm going to point you out in front of this crowd, and I'm going to have them come and get you and incarcerate you. He looked at Zacchaeus, and he shined a light up in that tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, come down. Today we're going to your house and eat. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus' love for Zacchaeus changed Zacchaeus' heart. And he said, I'm giving it all back. The woman caught in the act of adultery. Jesus did shame on you, woman. He said, where are your accusers? They were all gone because Jesus is riding in the dirt and Some people speculate that he was writing their sins. And as they saw him writing their sins, they walked away. I don't know if that's true, but I know this. There was no one left to condemn her. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He said, let me light up your future. The woman at the well, five husbands, she passed well after well after well. You know why she passed those wells? She was ashamed. She was embarrassed by her life. She couldn't keep a husband. She just kept on getting married and divorcing and married and divorcing. Guess what? Jesus wasn't at the first few wells. He was at the well waiting on that woman. Not to say, shame on you, woman. He was there to share the love of God with her. He shined a light of hope. That woman became the first evangelist. She went and said, come and see a man who told me everything. He shined a light. He didn't shame her. We live in a world that's filthy. I hate campaigns. One candidate talking about another one and how bad they've been and all the stuff they've done. And Instead of saying, I'm running for office, I'm going to do the best I can to serve you. And I pray that you vote for me because here's what I have in mind. God will take care of the opponent if, in fact, he's everything you said he was. Why do we feel like we have to play God and tell on everybody? We're not called to tell on everybody. We're called to tell everybody about the love of Jesus Christ. You know, religious people hate this message. I will be condemned by religious people for preaching a message of hope. But to me, that's why Jesus came into the world, was to bring hope to a hopeless people. A people walking in darkness. Psalm ninety-seven, eleven. 11, out of the Message Bible, says, Light seeds are planted in the souls of God's people. Joy seeds are planted in good heart soil. Light seeds, God's planted them. Matthew 5, 14 says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and gives light to everyone in the house. James Berry said, those who bring sunshine into the lives of others cannot keep it from themselves. As you shine light for others, God will shine light for you. Whatever you sow, you reap. I want to sow grace and love and mercy, light and hope and faith. Because that's what I need. So guess what? I want to put seeds out there so that I can get a harvest of what I need. Because, folks, I need love every day. I need grace every day. I need mercy every day. I am such like Paul, the worst of all sinners. And yet Jesus didn't come to condemn Mark Crow, to shame Mark Crow. He came to bring hope to Mark. He came to bring hope and light to you. I want to be the type of Christian. People get around and say, I can't even believe you're a Christian. Because you're way too nice. That's what the world says about us. No, it is. I used to be there. You were mean. You were judgmental. Cut your hair. Quit doing this. Stop that. Don't have fun. Don't go to the movie. Don't you. Don't, 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 don't. You weren't lighting a light. You were a fire extinguisher. You were putting out the light. Let me tell you, when the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God gets in a person, he becomes the instructor and the teacher. Sometimes you don't even have to tell a person and I'm telling you when I was lost I knew what bad was when I was a sinner I knew what sin was I just didn't know how to get out of it and I didn't know that that I would be accepted by Christ if I continued to sin I couldn't go to church on Sunday morning not because I didn't want to but because I was scared to death every preacher I'd ever heard was going to beat me up in front of all those people he was going to tell me how bad I was there was no hope for somebody like me. They didn't tell me there was hope that Jesus didn't die for the church. He died for the world. And that the world would become his church. And so we got a bunch of church people out there today sleeping in. We got some church people just now getting home from last night. We do. We got, we got ushers and greeters and preachers out there. They don't even know they're ushers and greeters and preachers. God knows. And the hound of heaven is going to keep barking on their heels until they become. Now, let's keep barking with him. You can do it. You can do it. You can become that. Get that flashlight out. Some of y'all ain't put batteries in in so long. Your, Your batteries are all rusty and crusty, corroded. You carrying around a flashlight, but it ain't worked in forever. You got born again, and you just forgot. You need to put batteries in there, so you're walking around pointing at everybody. You devil, sinner, you evil get saved Turner burn. you ain't shining nothing you just got a light, they think you're going to hit them with it let's love let's shine the light 2019 all the people you've been beating up on at work, quit beating up on them, they'll think you backslid well why are you being nice to me, only the people at the bar are nice to me Am I telling the truth? Amen. Come on, any of you ever been in one? And let me tell you, let me tell you something, man, when, when you ain't got nothing, you hang on to people like you that ain't got nothing. Because it's better to have nothing with somebody than nothing without somebody. That's why people go to nightclubs. And yeah, some of them may go for other reasons, but most people go because just, they just, they just want to live in darkness. I ain't condemning anybody who goes. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying the most reason we go is that we feel accepted. That's at least that's why I went. I didn't feel accepted in church. Everybody looked better than me. Everybody talked different than me. Everybody was nicer than me. I didn't fit in that crowd. You know why I didn't fit in? Because they didn't let me fit in. We have a thing, if you'll behave, you can come to our church. Then if you believe, we'll let you even maybe work. But you can't belong until you become good. We got to flip the script. You gotta let people belong before they ever gonna behave. Once you start letting somebody belong, you just hug their nasty old life. They say, why do you love me? Because that's what will happen. Why do you love me so much? I know who I am. Oh, because I know who you're going to become. That's why I can hug you so much. I know who you were born to be. I'm not looking at who you be. I'm looking at who you're born to be. You see what I'm saying? Oh, and you're going to grow while you're trying to reach them. Because they ain't going to change that quick. Not until you change and truly authentically embrace them. God will say, you know, I want them to change more than you do, but until you authentically love them and quit trying to fix them, because you can't fix nobody. We have trouble fixing ourselves. I'm still working on me. I got all the ranches out. I can't find a ranch for some of my nutty problems. I ain't got time to screw your bolt on tight. I'm still working on mine. I've stripped a few of them. I'm still looking for a ranch to fix them. God said, I love you anyway, you mess. Merry Christmas. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. God, thank you for all these incredible people here today and incredible people watching online. I know this wasn't a very good Christmas message, God, but it was a really good Christ message. Because every one of us this time of year Are questioning our lives What happened all year long God I pray that people would leave here today With hope Light Peace Grace Love Mercy I can't do this without you God Nor would I want to Funny thing is You don't want to do it without us Nor will you You've called us to be the light of the world You've called us to light it up. Help us, Lord, this holiday season to shine bright. Instead of cursing the darkness and those living in it, may we light a light and be the light in their world. Every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you, have you received Christ? Have you called on His name? I'm not asking you if you've been good, because none of us are good. I'm asking you if you've recognized There's only one good, and that's Him. I want to ask all of you to pray this prayer with me. Those of you watching online, pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your only Son to die on the cross for me. Jesus, thank you for willingly sacrificing your life and your body for me. Today, I repent of my sin. I call on your name. And you said all who call on your name will be saved. So I declare today, I'm saved and I'm forgiven. Thank you, Jesus.